What is time? Please sit comfortably. Well, it seems we failed to uh, resolve the koan or exhaust the possibilities last time, so I'm going to have another go tonight. <laughs> When the great 20th century physicist Richard Feynman met a group of schoolchildren and one of them asked him, what is time? He answered with another question. Uh, what if there is no such thing as time? What then? Well, if that is so, we've made a big fuss over nothing much. All those calendars, clocks and watches, schedules, global time schemas... Would, would we have been able to organise this? <laughs> yeah. Timeless organisation. Interesting. <laughs> In Zen, while we acknowledge the passage of time and our own passing, we are encouraged to focus on the present moment as all there is, as the only place where we can experience our, our life as well as, indeed, as reality um, at large. As Joko Beck put it, nothing has ever existed except this moment. The past is gone, the future is not yet. All we have is this present moment right now. That's all that's on offer. That's our only home. And yet, the present moment is also that infinitesimal point where the past becomes the future and the future turns into the past. How can we live there? Seen thus, the present moment has no reality at all and we live and die, dance on love, a dance and love on nothing at all. How can that be? Yeah, moreover, this moment is mysterious, arising from unknown depths. We don't know in advance what it will be, and it doesn't come marked as past, present or future. It will never come again. Moreover, we don't know what the next moment will be. Our remembering unfolds now, our unplanning our planning unfolds now. I like unplanning. <laughs> We're unplanning an event for Saturday. Uh, our reflections on the past as well as those on the future unfold now, which is to say, in this moment, indeed, as this moment. Our whole life gathers now. This moment holds our birth, our death. It holds the birth and death of stars. Yeah. Maybe it holds the possibilities of, uh, yeah, what it is after we die. And on that, uh, perhaps we simply assume that there is no afterlife that this life is our one shot, that this life is it. 
On this matter, I find that I am in accord with the logician Kurt Girdle, who lived from 1901 to 1978, who writes in his words to his mother when she was gravely ill. These lines filled with haunting uncertainty as he urges her to take heart. For we understand neither why this world exists nor why it is constituted just as it is, nor why we are in it, nor why we are born in just these and no other circumstances. Why then should we fancy that we know one thing for sure, that there is no other world and that we never were nor ever will be in another? In an age which supports heading for the steel trap of certainty, often on the basis of little more than opinion, if not prejudice, it's moving to read Gödel's words of comfort uh, for his mother. And I wanted to, to read a little bit the words of my uh, old accordion uh, teacher, Harry Blatt, who comments very interestingly and very much in the spirit of Zen on just this matter. And these ancient tapes which are in the Batty Library um, which I had to listen to and uh, he said these words Yeah, he, he, he Harry uh, gave lots of support and encouragement to young musicians uh, including myself, and fought for the rights of West Australian musicians through the Musicians' Union. And uh, he said this in an interview. As far as a religious hereafter is concerned, I've had a strong idea in my own mind that our hereafter is what you make it while you're here. A lot of the influence that one wields, doesn't matter how close it is, whether it is just family or the like, the hereafter part is what you do while you're here, and that's where I feel the best part of the contribution comes in. Um, it's deeply in accord with the spirit of the Zen way. Yeah. What about uh, Feynman's uh, response to the child? What if there is no such thing as time? If that is so, what is it that our clocks are actually measuring and with ever-increasing accuracy? If there is no such thing as time, what difference does that make to our lives? It is difficult, perhaps impossible, to talk of change without invoking time. Like this, the concept of time seems clearly necessary for navigating our personal and social lives, as well as, on a global scale, for science, politics, travel, and so much more. Necessary or not, does time really have any kind of substantive reality? Is there such a thing? We assuredly live our lives as if there is, Steady parade of birthdays, weddings and funerals in our lives bear witness to this. However, in moments of absorption or in sudden insight, uh, we may experience uh, 
the sense of time falling away. Um, this has many expressions. Um, one in particular is uh, the intimacy of the past within the present, and uh, which uh, Proust writes about in La Recherche and Borges and lots and that. And there are many attested uh, examples of this. And time, our sense of time changes with practice. And it changes, literally, it changes over time. And I think we start to live, you know, even under the whip of clock time, uh, you know, and having to meet appointments, uh, deadlines, um, uh, and, you know, many of us live like that. There is, at times, a, a greater expansiveness in a sense that uh, we are not caught in the cage of clock time entirely. Dong Shan's beautiful line in the time from uh, the song of the precious mirror Samadhi uh, in the time and season of cause and effect it quietly illuminates yeah bearing witness to the timelessness of our deepest nature uh, as it expresses itself in our ordinary Activity. So, yeah, in the midst of taking a walk uh, in the afternoon, uh, sunlight on the trees, crackling of twigs underfoot, uh, fires are still burning uh, out there in the field. Um, yeah. Time, in the tick-tick sense, falls away. Uh, yeah, and there is just what there is. Yeah, I want to touch in uh, briefly with uh, Dogen and Uji, who is exploring the notion of uh, uh, the time being or time being. He writes, <laughs> so do again, um, yeah. an ordinary person who does not understand Buddha Dharma may hear the words, the time being, this way. For a while I was three heads and eight arms. You remember the Asura image uh, of the Titan, uh, the goddess, um, uh, the outpouring of dark uh, emotion and yet the arms of, of compassion of Kuan Yin all combined there. For a while I was three heads and eight arms. For a while I was an eight or sixteen foot golden body. In other words, for a while I was enlightened. You know, all the different stages of the way. You know, graduated from Asura to enlightenment and kept going from there. And this is the person who is mistaken in Dogen's term. This is like having crossed over rivers and climbed mountains. Even though the mountains and rivers still exist, I have already passed them and now reside in the jeweled palace and vermilion tower, which is the deepest enlightenment of all. 
Um, those mountains and rivers are as distant from me as heaven is from earth. So the ordinary sequence of time and development and progress and all of that. Dogen replies, it is not that simple. <laughs> uh, at the time the mountains were climbed and the rivers crossed, you were present. Uh, yeah, open, inclusive, included. Yeah. Yeah, present, like being here uh, together, uh, right here now. Time is not separate from you. Uh, this is the, the song, the simple theme, the ground base of Uji. Time is not separate from you. And as you were present, time does not go away. As time is not marked by coming and going, the moment you climb the mountains is the time being right now. Okay. So this is the this is the vastness of the, the moment. The moment you climbed the mountains years ago is still the time being right now. The time being right now, uh, along with the dinosaurs, uh, the light from distant galaxies, uh, are the kangaroos, and us sitting here in the dojo. Big moment. Then he writes, if time keeps coming and going, you are the time being right now. So he makes the, the vastness itself of our true nature as time um, rest on if time keeps coming and going. And this is the first time in Uji where you get time, uh, what we call for the time being. You get heaps of time being, but now this is the first chink opens and you get for the time being. Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah, for the time being. Um, <laughs> that kind of time being. Uh, um, yeah, this is the first, first opening uh, in that vast edifice that is the early part of Uji, with from uh, the top of the highest mountain to the bottom of the deepest ocean, moving along the bottom of the decent, the deepest ocean, not the decent ocean, the deepest ocean, yeah, and then including all kinds of things like candles and people and of all descriptions. Um, yeah. This uh, chink opens the floodgates. The finite realm of the time being, sorry, 
Yeah, the country of no come, no go, opens and allows for the first time, uh, for the time being. This is at least, this is at least an outbreath after an endless in-breath. And at last, coming and going is the country of no come and no go. Uh, fostering love, death, blossoming and dying all within the arms of the timeless, of the vastness. Uh, Dongshan, uh, in his uh, fourth rank, um, and this is, comes from the Song of the Precious Mirror, Samadhi poem, writes, in the profound inclusiveness of the essential um, drumming and singing are upheld. Uh, drumming is ornery time here. The time of the clock, if you will. Um, singing uh, is the vastness itself. Um, and both are upheld uh, within vastness here. In the cycle of merit, the fourth rank there, um, Buddhas and ordinary beings have no truck with each other. Uh, this lays out separation. Buddhas and ordinary beings have no truck with each other. Mountains are high of themselves, waters are deep of themselves. What do the many differences and distinctions reveal? Where the partridge sings, many flowers are blooming. All that separation, all of those separate elements held within the vastness. Uh, yeah. And the, where the partridge sings, many flowers are blooming. Uh, I want to acknowledge Chris Barker. Um, I've worked with Chris on Uji and its relations, and we've been discovering all these relationships to the five ranks. Um, Dogen, I think, studied the five ranks deeply, in, um, and his criticisms were largely directed at people who wanted to say it was a condensation of the teachings of Dongshan. Um, he was, Dogen was often very angry. Uh, and uh, he felt this was a complete distortion of, uh, of uh, Dongshan's uh, teachings. But uh, the ranks are everywhere. At the opening of Genjo Khan, for instance, is a wonderful example. Thank you, Chris. And he talk, says, uh, Dogen goes on, uh, does this time not swallow up the moment when you climb the mountains? Does it not spit them out? So here are the images of the, the embrace of the time being, um, which is the swallowing up. It swallows up everything. Does it not spit them out? Yeah, uh, taking a walk, 
to the road from here is quite different from taking a walk back through the ruins of the old buildings, right? That's spitting out to use his thing. The other one is swallowing, which is including. From here, uh, the time being has the quality of flowing. So-called today flows into tomorrow, today flows into yesterday, yesterday flows into today, and today flows into today. Into today, tomorrow flows into tomorrow. Um, and the crazy joy of it. So from that first breaching of the, the wall, um, you have the whole flow of time, but under very special conditions. We are all time beings. Each of us is a gathering of past, present and future. At the same time, we are we are all for the time being. When we are no longer, the wind that lifts the ocean waves will be, as will the stars. And over the longest time, they too will depart. The passage of time is inexorable. We know this on our pulses. We are all marked with our own decline and our mortality presses hard. That all things pass quickly away that we pass quickly away is the Buddhist family story, endlessly told and retold. Because in some sense, we don't want to get it. Yeah. It's tempting to see the passing of time with our attendant experiences of old age, sickness and death as the only story in town. However, there is an and yet to the story. In the same breath, we are, each and all, intimate with the timeless moment in its fastness and it with us. In fact, we are not other than it. Since there is nothing but just this moment, the time being is all the time there is. As Dogen puts it, grass being, form being are both time. Each moment is all being is the entire world. Reflect now whether any being or any world is left out of the present moment. Each of us is just this moment. Each of us is all the time there is. There is no time left out of the present moment, including time past and time future. I now want to uh, recount... Uh, a, a Kathy, I want to recount Cathy Shields' account of an experience of the past within the present, um, which relates deeply to the themes uh, here, to Dogen's themes. And um, I will read, read uh, Cathy's account right now. In terms of conventional time, it was a little after 10 o'clock at South Beach on a Tuesday morning in January. There were only a few people walking or swimming under the cloudless sky. My dog and I had rippled enough laps through the mirror of the Indian Ocean, so, avoiding patches of dried seaweed, we traped past the sea heath up the gentle dune. There was no one at the beach shower, so we took our time. 
Following the toweling dry ritual, we wandered to a grassy area around the sole peppermint tree. Ella, my old dog, dropped to the grass like a bag of bones and gazed out at the ocean. I stood in the sunshine following her gaze and was about to lay out a towel in the dappled shade of the peppermint where my toes became younger by decades. Tuesday morning dissolved into childhood ground. The boundless blues of sea and sky and long white stretch of almost empty beach became the shore of sandcastles. With wet hair plastered down my back, I crouched on that shore and plunged my freckled hands into a soggy hole that was quickly filling with water. Clasping the sodden sand between water-shriveled fingers, I bent lower and carefully dripped the next turret onto my castle as the sun beat on my shoulders and back. Higher and higher, higher the turret rose, until stealthily the sea slid towards it and claimed its base. Down it tumbled. I gasped, but my sunburnt legs welcomed the cool swoosh of the easing wave. The sea breeze arrived with its salty taste, playing, tu playing tunes of muffled calls, tinkling rigging and seagull screeches. My hands, washed of all days and age, lunged at the wet sand again, ready to forge another castle base. Ella woofed her demand for her usual post-swim treats and I turned towards her as my arthritic fingers fossicked in the beach bag. Cathy's experience speaks so clearly and movingly for itself that I am reluctant to comment. All that I would venture to say is that when past and present are intimate to each other, as in Cathy's experience, this has nothing to do with memory. The time of her past experience is simply not other than her time of right now. Time passes, yet in the same breath, time does not come and go, which is to say, the moment in its timeless vastness does not come and go. This latter is the and yet to the impermanent story, its hidden face. The time of past experience is not other than the time of time being right now. In this we are not other than this moment. We are timeless even as we travel inexorably towards death. A monk asked Nan Chuan, uh, where do you go after you die? Nan Chuan said, I'm going down the hill to become a water buffalo. The monk said, can I follow you there? Nan Chuan said, you must come with a piece of straw in your mouth. Uh, and then, at very close to the end of his life, he said, for a long while, uh, the stars have been fading and the lamplight dimming. Who says that I alone have to come and go? Who says that I alone have to come and go? Mm.